Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Caesar Valencia. And my name is Lucas Gadam. And this is Explain This, Senpai. Oh, it feels good to be back for a second episode. Lucas, how are you today? Honestly, I'm doing great, Tease. How are you? I am just over the moon that we get to continue doing this show together and that we get to talk more Attack on Titan. And currently... We're on episode two. Lucas, give us a little recap. Just like a short, little, concise, beautiful, just sexy even, summary of, well, maybe not that part. But give us a quick summary of what the whole episode is about. What happens? Yeah, essentially we get a continued of these attack uh, of titans. And, yeah, pretty much the aftermath of said attack. Wow. I, you, you did it. Do we need to do an episode? I don't think. I think we're done. I think we can go now. All right. Well, with that being said, y'all, that was it for us. <laughs> uh, let's let's before we leave, let's dive in a little bit. Let's let's uh, let's take a little dip. Um, the way that I structured kind of um, kind of my thoughts on this today, Lucas, is uh, I I structured in two parts. The first one is destruction, and the second one is aftermath. So yep. it, it seems like this episode very much lends itself to kind of halves and, and, and what goes on. And, of course, the first thing that we see is, is crows. Lucas, yep. what is up with these damn crows? Can They're you just – can you tell me? Just um, – I think we're what? just getting that, that th- there's death and there's going to be more death to come. See, if I were a smarter man, I would have – yeah, certainly. Uh, but that's why I have you to, you know, the brains behind the wall operation. See, you know crows. You know crows. <laughs> crows are my friends. <laughs> yeah, we'll dive into that a little bit later, I think. Um, but we get the kind of beginning of this episode starting off with um, this uh, – we get this preacher, right? There is just destruction happening everywhere, people getting eaten left and right. And, you know, we have this preacher, and the primary idea here, you know, is that this preacher saying these uh, religiously influenced um, quotes, and it's a doomsday message, right? That, that, on, on a very surface level, that's what, it, that's what it seems, you know. But these quotes are actually from Dante Alighieri's Divine Comedy, and if um, you readers at home aren't familiar with it, um, Lucas, uh, tell them a little bit. What, what, is, what is the Divine Comedy? So it's a epic poem uh, broken into three parts. Most people know about Inferno, but there's also Purgatorio and Paradiso. And this particular uh, excerpt is from the Cantos 20 and 19 from Purgatory. The poem itself is about Dante Alighieri and how he's midway through life and he falls asleep and has this incredible dream about going into hell, down through hell, into purgatory, and then up into paradise eventually. And it's this whole journey about his cleansing to his soul. It's an incredible read. Yeah, the the poet, and this is how much uh, I know, and I did just a quick dive into it. 
Uh, it's a phenomenal read, by the way, everyone at home. It is masterfully written. Uh, but uh, the poet, after describing his dream, and this is in the Divine Comedy, um, from where these quotes are being pulled from that this preacher is saying, uh, this poet relates how, you know, at the uh, summoning of an angel, he ascends with Virgil to the fifth, yaddy, 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 right? The important thing here is that this is where the sin of avarice is cleansed. And, you know, he ends up meeting, you know, Pope Adrian V, which is like, you know, for you history buffs at home, you're drooling probably. But, uh, Lucas, I've been trying to wrap my head around it. Specifically, this is avarice. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is having an embarrassment of riches. And I just don't, I don't see it here. What, what are your thoughts on that? What I see here is, like, I was really shocked that, first of all, that this divine comedy was chosen for this but i think the fact mm, that it was yeah. purgatorio like really makes sense because there this preacher mm. obviously is feeling like there's some kind of purgation that was needed there was some oh, kind of okay. avarice and i think this is more of a reflection of the attitude of the religious group within this wall versus maybe what we have we have not seen so much avarice yet in the people themselves right okay so I mean, I mean, here's what I'll say, right? From my point of view is, uh, at this point in time, I, I mean, I just don't believe, and to kind of mirror what you said, I don't believe these people here, excuse me, are engorging in, in avarice, right? They are living peaceably within these walls just trying to survive. I mean, Aaron's family um, and those in this city seem like they're just kind of barely, meagerly getting along. So, you know, I mean, the question here is, you know, is it a foreshadow? You know, is there something beneath the surface? Um, and, and I don't have an answer here. Um, I truly don't. But but regardless, I mean, it's an incredible touch. Uh, they could have had this preacher just say any, you know, Google generic religious doomsday message, you know. But instead, they chose to pull this from a just one of the most famous writings of all time. And it's just this example of writing at its finest. And also an odd, I know this seems odd, but like Purgatorio is also a place of hope. Like once we are purged of this sin, we are free. And like the fact that Canto 20 is also referenced where Dante meets uh, Hugh Capet, another history buffs might uh, like, he, who's a famous 10th century king of France who okay. was, you know, emphasized that he, he had a lot of greed and ambition hmm. and there was lots of infighting. So maybe this is more representation, like oh. everything isn't as hunky-dory within the walls as we should initially think. Whoa, that's really cool. That is such a cool take. I mean, I mean, this writing, right? Like, this writing, it, it just don't quit. It just don't quit. It doesn't. I mean, we we have the next scene with Hannes and Aaron, and, and Hannes says, and I quote, the reason that you couldn't save your mother is that you lacked strength. Oof. The reason that I didn't fight the Titan is that I lacked courage. Oh. Oh. I just, the impact of this writing is tremendous. You can't listen to these lines and not feel something. It's impossible. Absolutely. And I, I love that in this scene, right, Aaron feels and sees that Hannes is just completely overwhelmed by his shame and cowardice, right? This quote 
at first seems aggressive towards Aaron, right? It's just saying, hey, you didn't do shit. But really, Aaron sees immediately that there's a connection between the two. And Aaron sees that Hannes is actually really good-intentioned. He feels, he feels the weight of what happened in a unique way to him, but in the same kind of metric that Aaron also feels it. And it's it's honestly a really sweet and tender moment, which is so, uh, which is so cool given what's going on around them. It's truly, truly a beautiful moment because now we are given the audience is given like a clear thing to look for. We need to look yeah. for Aaron gaining strength if that's what he chooses mm. to do, and Hannes gaining courage, and it gives us like a roadmap maybe oh. of character development. I love that. I hadn't even thought of that at all. Oh, man. Like I said, brains of the operation here. So then we have a brief... I mean, it was like maybe five seconds, if that. But Mikasa has this little flashback, right? Right. And while we we, we have no clue what what exactly um, uh, she means, we, uh, we can certainly infer that she, to some degree, is not unfamiliar with death, right? Like, that uh-huh. seems to be kind of, you know, she is uh, kind of, has maybe some kind of trauma, and that triggers it in seeing all the carnage around her. Um, and another thing we get to learn here, and, and, I mean, really, this is just learning, right? It's just two episodes of nonstop learning. Um, but we learn that Shiganshina is an outside, kind of like a bait town, Yeah, right? exactly. And the citizens, and I mean... I mean, just look at what happens. The citizens are retreating. The soldiers are just useless, right? Note that not a single one of them are using the blade weapons like the soldiers were in the first episode, right? right? Yeah, they're all just standing behind cannons. Right. And then we have this absolute huge chonker um, of a titan that destroys the next wall. And so now, Lucas... It's everybody's favorite segment of our show. Definitely mine. Music time, music time. It's music time with your pal scenes. Did you like that? It was good? I loved it. Wow, just for you. <laughs> so, everybody, it's music time. And let me start off with saying I have a correction to make. I apologize. With I'm going to write a twit longer later. I'm so sorry. Um, in the first episode of this season... I said the song used in the beginning was called Attack on Titan, but I was mistaken. It was actually called Counterattack Mankind. And this is important because that song, Counterattack Mankind, is actually deeply, deeply, deeply related to the song titled Attack on Titan. And so uh, uh, let me go into that a little bit. So this segment of our current episode that we're talking about actually actually uses the song named Attack on Titan. And there's a few things here to know. So thing number one, Attack on Titan, the song, serves as the primary thematic vehicle for many of the songs in the soundtrack. So to break that down, Attack on Titan, the song, contains three lit motifs. And um, again, musical nerds at home just like, oh, they can't wait to hear this and probably correct me. (laughs) But I'm doing my best here. A leitmotif, in musical terms, is a recurrent theme 
um, throughout a musical or literary composition associated with a particular person, idea, or situation. So, listeners, I'm not going to spoil it, but all of these songs so far, Counterattack, uh, Mankind, Attack on Time, and a song that is used during this episode called XLTT, are they all share this motif. And if you think back and listen, who has appeared during all three of these scenes? Hmm. So there's something to keep in mind there. And let's go further into the song Attack on Titan. So it has these lyrics. Are you ready for these lyrics, Lucas? I'm ready for it. Here, here are the lyrics. Really cheerful. The earth roars and turns red. The people remember that tragedy. Is this a destroyer or the creator? With the blaze of hate, we swing the swords. Is that our fate or our will? We will fight until this hot wind takes our wings. What will we find beyond this horizon? Oh, let's go ahead and play a little bit of this for our listeners before we go any further. Okay, so Lucas, first thing here, these lyrics are never actually spoken, played, or heard during the episode. Okay. So they're actually kind of like an Easter egg for fans who listen to the soundtrack. It's kind of like a bonus, hey, thank you for uh, you know experiencing the whole thing here. And additionally, these lyrics are obviously incredibly applicable to the scene we're currently watching but here's the brilliant thing they are changed added onto and adapted in other songs of the soundtrack these lyrics basically get remixed and changed and morphed all throughout the show and this this too is what makes attack on titan so incredible as we talked about in yeah. the last episode they engage the audience at every single level the slides oh, in between yes. the music looking into the soundtrack itself unlocks more knowledge of the show oh lucas brilliant oh that was brilliant absolutely and uh stay tuned because i will be going further into these lyrics and into the motif um, but more on that later. Wink. And uh, Lucas, that's the first part. That's just the first part. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's just destruction, you know? We don't have aftermath yet. Oh, so aftermath, we've got 10,000 people who were eaten. Holy shit. Yikes. I mean. It's just, I, when humanity is a resource and just 10,000 are just, poof, gone, I, so anyways, we, we let's move forward here. We have what I call Aaron's promise. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the boat. He's looking at the carnage behind him, and he makes this promise that he will kill every single Titan, right? That is his I will, I'm going to hunt all of you, right? That's his promise. And 
this isn't officially a part of music time with C's, but um, Lucas, <laughs> I'm going to send you something, okay? Okay. And <laughs> I'm going to send you something, and this is a little game that I would like to play, um, if you will, um, if you will bear with me here. So I just sent you the title of the song that is used during the scene um, of With Aaron's Promise. Um, uh, which again, um, major shouts to Aaron's voice actor, Yuki Kaji, um, because, oh, the lines are so powerful, right? But Lucas, <laughs> go ahead and, go ahead and, um, tell our listeners the title of the song, please. Go ahead for me now. Um, it's a block from Tetris and, <laughs> uh, Pac-Man's mouth eating it, uh, the symbol for female and, uh, chopped off Pac-Man's mouth eating that and the symbol for male and a Pac-Man's mouth eating that. With an arrow pointing to the left, and then it says Titan. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the song. That's the title on the official soundtrack. It's symbols. I mean, it's not wingdings, but it might as well be. It is, and here's the thing. The composer is um, actually famous for doing this. He will take um, a bunch of songs and soundtracks and just make them just like incomprehensible and i don't know if there's like a symbolism in there if there's something going on but either way i think it's incredible it's so every time i look at it, it's like oh what are you listening to man uh you know block tetris pac-man uh female sign pac-man male <laughs> sign pac-man um uh, line titan yeah it's pretty it's like super hip right now it's like super cool not a big deal so <laughs> Now, um, so we have um, – we move on to um, the scene with the key, right? Yes. And so I'll tell you – Lucas, I'll, I'll tell you kind of like just my threadbare thoughts on it, but I really want your input here. When I first watched this, the first time ever watching this, I was unbelievably confused, right? Right. The The only thing I could surmise is that – Aaron ends up with a key. Thus, that means that something happened. Because he didn't have the key before, and now he has a key. Exactly. So, uh, everything else, I have no... Like, it is so bizarre. What do you make of it? So, at, at first, it's definitely played like like a flashback or dream sequence, as we've had with Aaron before in the first episode. But when he had that in the first episode it was something that hadn't happened yet versus something that clearly has happened because he wakes up with the key but mika said just mm. says oh you were dreaming so clearly she doesn't know mm. about this meeting with his father like oh. like did he just find the key i'm so confused and where is his dad where is he <laughs> that's true that's true he's just kind of pulling the deadbeat dad card huh he just kind of Rode off on a horse and said, Sayonara, cowboy. Let him be curious. <laughs> oh, that's right. Let him. He's. I, 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 is that a cool dad move? I don't know much about dad culture. Is that like a cool. Like our dad saying that? Is that. I think it's a cool dad move. Okay, so it's a it's like a cool dad. Okay, okay. Um, cool dads. Um, uh, yeah. Just you know, um, uh, get get uh, get to us. We'll tell you our socials later. Let us know if that's a cool dad thing. We'd love to know. Um, so afterwards here, we have 
the um, this scene with this soldier, right? And 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 I'm going to quote again here. And this soldier, who is again supposed to be protecting all of these individuals, all these people, these citizens, says they should have eaten more, so there would be less mouths to feed. Oh god! Referring to the Titans, yeah. Which is just every time I listen to this, it just is more and more and more a depraved thing to say that only someone with stunted morality could say right and yet how how many times do we hear people say stuff like this in our daily lives right uh, i mean think about politicians who value the economy over individuals lives right yeah. that has happened throughout history thousands of years and especially in the history here of of the United States, I mean that it it is this thing that you fundamentally know is wrong, and yet it's so commonplace. I mean it's it's really no different. Would you say this character was lacking compassion? I would. All right, that's all I have to say about that. Huh, I'm intrigued. Myself and the rest of our viewers are intrigued. So, um, we have a um, here after this, we have a scene, um, you know, between the three amigos. We get, you know, we're back to basics, right? We're back, baby. And oh, Lucas, Mikasa's just so fucking cool. She is, man. <laughs> Listen, if this episode doesn't make you fall in love with her as a character and a person. You're wrong. <laughs> backed, one hundred percent backed. Oh, she's incredible, and oh, okay, and 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 pivoting a little bit here to what they talk about, and 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 Aaron, oh, Aaron, it's just I don't know. I I feel so I relate to him. Like I personally relate to him really, really hard. Because listen, okay, listen, I am not cool like Mikasa. At all, right? Few people are. And <laughs> so, and nor am I as level-headed or meek as Armin, right? I I am filled with passion. And a, a big spoiler here, and I often let my passion get the better of me without even thinking about it in the moment, right? So, no. so uh, you know, so to Aaron, I get it. You do you, brother. I a hundred percent understand um and uh, but what are your thoughts here in in this kind of closing scene of or somewhat closing scene of of the episode well the thing i need to point out is that aaron is lacking weakness or he has weakness and he needs to gain strength he's lacking strength okay and he is he is actively denying gaining of strength by denying food like, that shows how weak he is. Oh, yeah. And Aaron is mean to Armin, and Mikasa takes it out on him. By, uh, what is, what is Aaron, what does Mikasa do to Aaron again? Mikasa, um, just gives him the most righteous, just right hook that I think I've seen, oh, since, like, uh, since maybe 1990s boxing, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I just need to repeat that. Mikasa 
punches Aaron. That's not going to be important for a long time, but anyone who's watched the series up to date might know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to say that. It's a little Easter egg okay. for the for the future. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and for uh, uh, and so for those listeners who are um, watching it for the first time, something to take note of. You know, pull out your little notebook, write it down. Don't forget. Okay. Trust me, I'm waiting. it'll be worth it. Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting. I don't, you're not writing it down. I'm watching. Okay, good. I saw you write it down. Now, here's. Okay. So listen, I I know, I know, I know you're like Caesar, but you've done so many music times. But let me, I'll give you a little mini music time. Just little, just just little mini music time with Caesar. Anytime you do a music time, I'm gonna be happy, Caesar. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So okay, the song XLTT, which I believe um, stands for Extra Large Titan. I think it is a kind of one of those acronyms where you remove the um uh where you remove all of the vowels and so i think the song is actually like extra large time i think what it sta- that's what it stands for that's that's just me is that not um, a roman numeral maybe it's a roman numeral yeah like i said with this composer i have no clue Who knows? it can just it be everything under the sun you know yep extra large tiny titan you know what? I think that's what it is. I think it's an extra large tiny time. Never mind. I, yeah, you crushed it. Um, well, teen so, Titans. This is going to turn into a superhero <gasps> show. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> so during this final scene, um, so the song XLTT has been used previously in this episode. But during the final scene, they actually use a different portion of XLTT where Aaron renews his promise and it is crunchy it is it's literally like 10 seconds of music Uh, okay just uh, give our listeners a little taste of it give them a little taste right here So, I just, I gush over this every time, but the audio director just nails it here. They use every piece of every song to its best ability. They find a snippet of music that perfectly, perfectly matches and encapsulates the mood, and here, you can actually find... Feel the bloodlust through the soundtrack, through this part of the song. It is astonishing. They know exactly how to dive straight into um, this emotional response with the viewer. How has the music so far just treated you, Lucas? What has been your experience with it? Well, since I'm not the uh, musical enthusiast such as you are (laughs) for me the music has been more of just a mood creator and i since i know nothing about music Hmm. i know how it makes me feel and i'll tell you what there hasn't been a single note that hasn't made me feel what i'm seeing on screen deeper yeah it is integrated in a way that is without the music this wouldn't be the same show Absolutely. I mean, it it just, oh, 
you're so right. I mean, it would just fall flat. It's just it, the impact of what it is the the specific direction that um that the they're doing behind the scenes is everything is integrated. There is no piece of this anime so far that is not that doesn't feel like every inch of it is calculated, right? And 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 that's I mean that's really why we're talking about it because it it is just it it is almost unmatched and unparalleled in 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 the medium of of television. It is just it's so rare to find a work like this that is so that has been given so much love and attention to detail. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, and I did want to point out: Does that bring actually? Does hmm. that bring it into your your small music aside? Yeah, that that is all. That is all the mini music time with C's. Great, I love mini music time with C's. And I just want to point <laughs> out for all y'all math folks out there um, that okay, uh, two hundred and fifty thousand uh, people. Oh right, yeah. were sent to go try and take back the wall that was lost. Yep. We are told that this is uh, 20% of the population, meaning there was about 1,250,000 total humans left. Not even 200 people returned from this campaign, meaning all of humanity is now 1 million people. So from the way that we understand it, right, I mean, there's, there's, there, there's multiple avenues here. To, to look at this, right? And, I mean, the first one is just what is the value of humanity within this context, uh-huh. right? Where, I mean, I, I, I think of the timeline in which this was this, quote, you know, this mission, this special mission they were given. Uh, the timeline, I mean, what possible options could they have exhausted in that timeline, right? I, we, we already have people like this soldier who are saying, you know what, get rid of them, right? Like, this is, like, this is genocide, right? Like, and it is too, it, it is a genocide of people uh, that, that feasibly, that's all that's left. Yeah. And you're telling me not a single option could have been no like rationing of food no no like let's work it out and see what we can do nothing there's nothing that they could do are you kidding me i i mean like i i think of uh of ottoman right like uh, look at all of the ottomans who that uh, their grandfather is taking care of their grandfather is the one who gave him and mikasa and aaron food uh-huh. bread Right, he gave them all that he had to eat, so that they could live. And then all of a sudden, it's just, oh, bye, gotta go, do special mission, uh, BRB, lol. Like, it, 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 it. I mean, what what would that be like for Armin to see that? Right, these are my own people who are taking the who are taking people that we love and sending them in to a 100% guaranteed death. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you got, Lucas? Give me something. Is there... Can we cheer ourselves up? Is there something good here? Is there anything redemptive? 
No, because I think it just reminds <laughs> us of of the preacher figure from the beginning. Like a cleansing is oh. going to happen. A culling is happening. And, Lucas, that's so good. And the the desire for food outweighed human life. Say that one more time. Say that last line one more time for the me. The desire for food outweighed human life. Oh, God, put it on my headstone. Oh, man. Well, boy, what a, what a, what a fun filled show this is certainly going to be huh i don't think many of these uh episodes are going to end on a high note (laughs) (laughs) that's a spoiler (laughs) well i guess we'll just see in the next episode huh yeah we will and that's going to do it for us today but before we go we wanted to give a few shout outs i wanted to thank vantage for the use of our theme song count what you have now off of the album j funk city vantages edit collection You can find details in the description below. Everyone, please do yourself a favor. Go check Vantage out. Go buy their album. Go listen to them. Uh, Trust me. You know what? You're going to thank me. Huh. Yeah, that's right. You're going to send me an email saying, Wow, Caesar, thank you so much. I just wanted to give a shout out to Ian, who this week helped me learn how to edit podcasts better and is going to be a listener of the show now. So shout out to you, Ian, and I appreciate all the help that you gave me. Caesar. Yeah, I know. It's really great. Caesar, what have you been up to this week? So this week, um, I have been, I've been dipping my toes in film a little bit. I actually ended up watching, um, ended up watching promising young woman and I ended up, uh, dipping my toes into the old uh, the old valley, I went back into the valley of Stardews, and uh, uh, it's been a treat. Uh, how about yourself? What have you been up to? Well, um, oddly enough, I've been up to the exact same thing. I also dipped okay, my toes weird. into the film and watched *Promising okay. Young Woman*. Right. Uh, I don't. I hope our toes <laughs> didn't touch. It's weird. I know. And I also been dipping my toes back in Stardew Valley because I gotta get my farm on. Okay, Lucas, listen. You have to say what you did, not what I did. You don't, like, repeat it back. Uh, okay, yeah, anyways, um, if you want to see more of what we're up to on a week-to-week basis, you can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at itsees underscore C-E-E-Z. And I'm at Lucas Gadam on Twitter and Instagram. Just my first and last name, folks. And uh, we want to hear from you. So... Where can they do that, Lucas? We have an email. Uh, it's explainthissenpai at gmail.com, and we're looking for your comments, questions, and all-around goodness that you have to offer us for our podcast. Yeah, we really do want to know um, just how you feel. We want to know, I mean, if you have any any insights that maybe we missed or whatever the case, maybe we want to hear from you. And while you're doing that, do us a favor. This is a project that Lucas and I have been um, now been really uh, kind of fervorously in the works of making it a reality. Now that it is, we really want to get it out there. And so if you could do us a favor, if you can rate and review it, um, it would mean the world to us. Uh, we just we love what we talk about, and we love being able to kind of banter back and forth. And we just want to be able to reach as many people as possible. We want to reach people who have already watch this stuff and people who it maybe it's their first time and um we just want to hear from a lot more people and so a easy way to do that 
is if you could uh, please, please, please rate and review um, on whatever podcast listening program you are on. And that's going to do it for us today. Be sure to join us for another episode of Explain This, Senpai. But until then, class is dismissed. <laughs>